We're talking about signs. <laughs> <laughs> not the movie. No, not the Beyonce song, but same the same signs. Yes. We're talking about the Geminis yes. of the world and the Torasas of the yes, world. Yes, it's true. But we're talking about the Geminis for real because in a week from today, it is my birthday. Yes, but the it's already Gemini birth. season. So if it's someone's birthday today, happy birthday to them. They are, they're Gemini yes. as well, yes? And we were saying that it's my ex-boyfriend's birthday. Oh, yes, today. that's what we were saying. Yes, so. and I always have to remind him, happy birthday, Kevin. I always have to remind him because then maybe he'll be watching and be like, oh, Matt's birthday is exactly a week from mine. Maybe I'll wish him a happy birthday this time. I mean, I don't want that. <laughs> I would, you know, sometimes the past is just the past and that's okay they you know a reason a season or a moment or whatever but I wish him a happy birthday yeah, we wish him all wish the best wish him all the joy Absolutely. and the, the world for his birthday and I'm but I'm just like but my birthday's coming baby get ready keep those get fingers ready. crossed we don't, I, do you I have, have his number in your phone still yeah I have everyone's number in my phone oh, I've, really? I've literally never deleted a phone number oh, we are different <laughs> yeah, we yeah. Are, you know the first thing I do the first thing you do when someone like like <laughs> Uses a punctuation wrong. Is it delete them from Not your number? Not punctuation wrong, but like, yes, I, I feel like it's safer. It's just like, okay, this could go a different way. And, you know, maybe I will get emotional about this person in the future. It's best for all parties we delete the history of the text if we delete the number but what if you like need to reach out to them for some sort of specific reason give me a reason i'd need to reach out to someone i used to date well what if you lived with said ex yes. and like there is something like weird that happened with like the lease or something and mm. there's a lawsuit of some kind <laughs> a lawsuit i don't know like <laughs> like one of my old buildings in new york there was like a lawsuit filed from all the tenants that like suing the landlord mm. um because they were like being overcharged or something so oh, like wow. even though i lived there like six years prior like yeah. I was still given a letter and it was like please reach out to your old roommates and mm. everything my ex-boyfriend was only hey, I mean, but so, a- I, so I had my other roommate reach out to my ex-boyfriend <laughs> so yeah the phone didn't even help you the phone number didn't even help you in that instance <laughs> but like what if it was just you and him well we and can, and you, I'm sure we'd still be Facebook friends I'd send them a Facebook message and you know hope he gets it okay so you don't delete people off of like Facebook uh, I'll mute you on socials and delete the numbers Solid. All right, thanks. I'm glad I, we've come I to an agreement that, after you know, all these years. Everyone has their ways. Yes. And this is the way of the Taurus. <laughs> yes, it is. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to GK Match, the podcast. It's Matt Palmer. And it's Matt Steele. And we just finished watching the Tonys, the 2022 Tony Awards. Not which, together. Not together, no. separately. Because um, I was like, should I watch the Tony Awards with you? And Matt Palmer was like, yeah, sure. And I was like, oh, by the way, there's like an extra hour pre-show where they award <laughs> the creative awards. And those are only on Paramount+. Plus. And Matt Palmer was like, I'm not watching that. <laughs> so I was which, like, okay. So I watched it with my very good friend, Megan, who is... um roommate of me and my ex-boyfriend <laughs> oh she, she's the one who did she, the messaging she's the one that did the message wow it all comes together all well thank comes. you megan for sharing your paramount plus with matt Steele. it was my paramount plus i shared it with megan <laughs> okay well whatever. i was the paramount plus member well i also was looking at your paramount plus and i watched the official show that started at 5 p.m la time through i think it finished at like what 8 15 or so 8 10 oh yeah it was like 8 15 it was yeah. a solid like uh uh, three hour, 15 minute. Hosted by Ariana DeBose. Mm. Um, I thought that she was charming. She was winning. I felt like, I don't know. I felt like she seemed more, I guess I'd only seen her in interviews. I'd only seen her accepting awards and I thought she was so charming as herself and she's obviously unbelievable in the West Side Story movie. And I will say as a host, she seemed a little, a little put on in a way that I was like, I don't know. I just was, I didn't feel like it was like, I don't know. It, it was like, of course she's performing, but it somehow felt performative. Do you know what I'm saying? I thought she was great. Okay. It, it did have that uh, 
polished like musical theater yes. girl quality to it totally. and everything. Especially, I mean, she was doing some intricate dance. She absolutely like, was. Like I would say, out of all of the. Tony perform Tony hosts of like recent memory. Mm-hmm. Like the only one I can think of that was really a dancer who like really could. I'm sure I'm missing someone in there. Like, let me know in the comments if I'm wrong. But like, she really was dancing. She her did. Ass did a great. Off. Yeah, it was very impressive. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, I know. I thought she did a very good job. Um, and I mean, should we talk about weeks before we talk about this? Oh, movies? right. I forgot about our weeks. So, Matt Steele, how was your week? It was fine. <laughs> Um, I don't know. I worked. Yeah. Uh, you go. <laughs> okay. I uh, had a good week as well. Um, I My Jackson's brother is moving this week. And so before the Tonys, I was over at his brother's house assisting in the packing process and saying goodbyes. Um, and so that is a big change uh, for, for Jackson. So we wish Jackson and all of his family well. But I'm sure they'll have a great transition to a new place. And that's great. Um, I'm trying to think of what else I did. Oh, I um, went to my friend Joe's house and... Uh, there, um, I actually went to Joe's boyfriend Tim's house to play some video games last night. It was okay. late last night after we spent a, a while in the park with Janie. She has like monthly park hangs, so I did that, um, and it was really fun playing. You know, playing that game you played with the the fruits killing the fruits each other, with the, the uh, boomerang. And Tim unprompted said, "And you know what? I feel like we didn't tell Matt Steele how good he was at that game because like he didn't seem to. Because I wasn't. He's like he didn't seem to enjoy it, but I must say he did a good job for someone who was playing for the first." time. Tim, he I kept, did not do a good he job. He kept killing me first and like clearly you have some talent in the video game department. Uh, no, no, I don't. I, <laughs> Tim, you are being very generous and I mean honestly the reason why I kept killing you first was maybe just because you were always the person in front of me and I was just button smashing <laughs> my little heart out because that's all I do. I, y'all were like okay, to throw the boomerang to really kill someone, like you have to push this button while hold down this while like moving the character with this lever <laughs> and I'm just like that's not going to happen. I I'm mean, not going to do You never know. It could there's happen for you. Po- there's not, no not enough dexterity in my little fingers. Uh, you if know? anybody out there has a Switch, the game is called Boomerang Foo. It is a lot of fun. I would recommend it. And play Matt Steele because he's secretly very good. No, I'm not. I'm <laughs> truly horrible at video games. But thank you very much, Tim, for your support. It was very supportive. It was an arduous night. <laughs> But I, I made it through. I also did a new thing uh, earlier on in the week in which I was like, I heard on a podcast people, and like this is, seems very simplistic, but I just don't do it. I like made like very much a, these are the things I want to get done this week, like to-do list kind of thing with checkboxes and everything. And like, did you, you do them? I did so many of them. Oh, I was like, all. I basically, there's one thing I didn't do, but it was like a list of 10 things. And I feel like... It's just good to see it visually. Like, these are the things that I know I have to do. Because after your work day, you get so lazy. You know, like, I just want to, like, eat dinner and, like, lie around and not do anything. And to have that list makes a difference. Oh, having a list. I have a a list on my phone called Things to Do Today. And I just keep adding to it. But I, like, always kind of forget to, like, erase them when I do them. And so, like, months will go by. And it's, like, this thing that I did two months ago. Like, it's like, oh, I already did that. Why didn't I erase that? There's The thing is, there's no better feeling than knocking the things off the list. It's great. So I would say you should keep doing that. But also just add a little checkbox. Click the checkbox. And I I got a lot done. Uh, If you were on that live stream where I was recording that song, it is getting mixed now because I... (laughs) Figured out how to get all the stems where they need to be. There's going to be an extended version and a, a radio edit, and I'll make sure to put it up on Patreon at least by the end of Pride Month. Oh my God, so, guys! Hurricane is happening. Hurricanes coming. Uh, hurricanes are coming for the gays. I mean, I don't know if it'll be out in public by the end of the month, but whatever. The point is, it was on the list and it got checked off. <laughs> all right, it is checked off, guys. Uh, so, is there anything of this past week that you want to discuss, or you just want to go? Were you just like leading up to the Tonys? I guess just leading up to the Tonys. I don't know. I worked a lot this week, and it was very mm. nice. Okay. I guess, if I think of something, I'll let you know. But like. 
Tony highlights. Oh, what Tony were your, highlights. Yeah, what were your favorite moments? I did like, I have to say for the Tonys, I like how it was very much predicted that a strange loop would kind of like sweep for like sure. everything. Um, but not that I say that I'm happy that that didn't happen, but I, I just want to say that I'm happy that some wealth was spread. Like it was nice that like five out of the six uh, Tony nominees for Best Musical won something. Like, That's exciting. Girl from North Country won orchestrations. MJ won like actor, choreography, mm-hmm. and lighting. And like um, six won score, which was very much a surprise. That was surprising. Um, and Best Costumes and uh, Strange Lube like deservedly won Best Book and Best Musical. So I think it's wonderful that like I, I always just love it in awards ceremonies when like love is spread out and paradise square won best leading actress like i had never heard of paradise square before tonight oh yeah paradise square um it's yeah it's apparently very good and i guess she's amazing like for her as we saw i I don't know i thought i thought it was a very nice performance i thought ariana debose did a very good job i thought uh, there were the there were no sound issues that's very good on the tony awards it's like (laughs) does that happen often with the the tonys oh girl yeah Mm. it's it's always kind of fun um (laughs) the sound issues are fun i don't understand as a non uh usual Tony viewer. Mm-hmm. What were your thoughts? Um, I thought it was fun. Uh, we were talking on the Discord with uh, Patreon people and that was also a highlight because everyone's very funny and fun. So it was good to like, it felt like even though I was watching it alone, it felt like a social way to watch it. So I enjoyed that. Um, I love that people love the music, man. And I, uh, it was interesting seeing that MJ performance as someone who, you know, has a lot of knowledge of Michael Jackson and just has not seen any piece of the show. I thought that was interesting. I thought the dance, the, the lead actor did a great job, especially on the dancing. Like he was getting that perfectly. Oh, yeah. He made Tony history. He's the youngest, best leading actor in a musical. Wow. Player. And he's 22. He's 22. I wow. know. I know. It makes your body hurt, right? <laughs> it does. You're and it's like, like, ooh, my creaky bones. I was like, how old was Michael when he did Smooth Criminal? I, I feel like he must have been like, 38 like he was very much an adult but he he did an excellent job especially with the dancing vocally it's hard when I know an artist so well even though I haven't listened to him on purpose or publicly in a long time (laughs) uh, it's hard when you're like the vocals just don't sound exactly like I want them to but he did a good job Uh, I didn't understand the dancers costumes like it may be in the show it makes more sense but like Michael would never have dancers like that in the, the, the kind of garb they were wearing. I don't know the context. I don't know it either. Uh, it felt like a futuristic BDSM moment. <laughs> it did. It, 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 did. it was hot. It, it was, was hot. It was hot. Um, I mean, I thought just Joaquina did what she needed mm. to do. She, like, those producers after that performance were just like... <laughs> they were very happy, I'm they sure. They were just like, yep, buy tickets to our show, ladies and gentlemen, because mm. she sold those tickets to Paradise Square. I'm sure the show was very, because, you know, the show isn't the sort of juggernaut that, like, a strange loop is, right. like, critically, and, like, it's not based on a movie or any previous, or I don't know if it's based on any previous material, but, like, it's yeah. not based on a popular movie or something. So I guarantee you, producers were kind of like, if we don't do well with the Tonys, right. like, should we maybe kind of close it? Like, we don't know, like... They really, really needed a that Tony win and like be that performance, which well, they like, got both got people ex- so excited. Like Cynthia Erivo rising her feet, being like, "Girl, you did that!" <laughs> and Bernadette Peters in the front row, just you, you could see her link eyes with her, just being like, "You just saved your show, girl. <laughs> you just saved your damn show. You did that shit." 
So great. So wait, question. How did you feel about the Sondheim tribute? Because I saw some comments in the Discord that were like, I thought this was going to be one of several people performing for uh, Sondheim. I, I don't know. I felt like there were tweets talking about that they preferred the Grammy Sondheim tribute more than the Tonys. How, As a Sondheim person, how did you feel? I mean, I liked it. Like, liked I, it? I liked okay. the reference to the letters that he had written fans over mm-hmm. the years because they're very much something that... Has, they're, they very much have gone viral since his death yeah. and and they're all so good and I just have read every single one of them that's been posted wow. so I love the reference to them because he was so very much like more so than the music more so just like in in spreading the art of musical theater around and and teaching and developing new artists and everything and really like honing in the craft of musical theater writing specifically. Mm -hmm. So I think those letters were a nice touching thing to focus on. It was shorter than I expected, but I mean like, I imagine Stephen Sondheim, if he were alive, he would be like, why is this? Shorten it up. Shorten it up. Don't make this about me. Don't make this about me. Because he was very much like that as an artist. Like okay. whenever whenever people were like, I love your show company, he's like, you like mine and George Firth's mm, show company. Like okay. he's very much always giving the book writer credit, the uh, uh, the orchestrate Jonathan Tunick. Mm. In all of his like speeches, he's like Jonathan Tunick, Jonathan Tunick, like all of his Tony speeches, because he's always very much about giving the orchestrators credit um, for what they do. He's like because they're the ones that make the score sound good, right? And did you Company know? win the most of any show tonight? Because it felt like they were on stage a lot. It did. It won director, revival, featured actress, and featured actor. Wow! Because uh, I kept, and set design. I kept hearing that being alive <laughs> <laughs> music in the back. I was like, yes, yes. Maybe get another song from the show, but that's fine. Yeah. Um. Yeah, no, I thought I thought it was an enjoyable telecast. Yeah, um, no strong upset feelings, which I think is great. <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah. No, I, I, yeah, I would say I would say I it, of all the performances. I mean, I think Joaquina's was my favorite. Mm. Like she, I just that tear she gave at just the right moment. It was giving Anne Hathaway's, but there are dreams that cannot be. <laughs> just the tear falling at, at the just right, just the, the right, right time, moment. and it's like. Yes, girl. I mean, I also need to shout out Shoshana Bean performing mm. on those steps. Uh, I didn't even the Billy Crystal show, but uh, Jason Robert Brown did the music for it, correct? Mm-hmm. And I just have been in quite the JRB place, which I mean, I guess I kind of always am. It's like me saying I'm in a Mariah place, but I mean, hello, we are perpetual Cathy's. Of course, here. we are the Cathy's, as we decided. We are all the Cathy's here, but, except some people who are like, I don't like that <laughs> term for your stand group, and it's like, well. It's sticking. Can't Sorry. please everybody. But I thought that she, especially in that performance, did a knockout job. I just, you know, I love a good vocal. And she's got a good vocal. It, Shoshana Bean. I having, know. Having a good vocal. I know. Shocking. I know. <laughs> yeah, she's Shoshana Bean. And I I love that her last name's Bean. <laughs> it is, it's, it's cool just that her fact. last name is Bean. There was another uh, nominee in one, maybe one of the acting categories or something last whose name last Bean? name was also Bean. Interesting. And I, was like, I had no idea. There were so many talented individuals with the last name Bean. I love that there are multiple Beans floating about on the Tony stage. I know. I love that. Um, are we ready to dive into the other pieces of news for Idiots for the week? Let's dive in, ladies and gentlemen. So, the wedding of the century finally came to pass. Miss Britney Spears uh, married Sam Ashgari. This happened on when? Thursday? <laughs> Sounds right. It was sometime this past week. Yeah. It was beautiful. The pictures with Selena Gomez, who I believe she just met on at the wedding, which I think is funny. She's That's like, great. She's even more beautiful in person. It's like, you hadn't met you this haven't person? Met her? Okay. That's wonderful. Uh, Madonna was there. Paris Hilton was there. Drew Barrymore was there. Donatella Versace. Donatella Versace. And there's we, this whole lineup of them singing Vogue and that picture being taken. What an iconic. We got 
we got the the remix of Vogue from all them with Honestly. Donna Taylor just shaking her hips and Drew Barrymore just don't just stand there let's get to it strike pose there's nothing to it and I just they that. were just having a great time and, and I was happy for them I was so and it's just one of those things where it's like man she really has come so far she's getting exactly what she wanted out of life that she was not allowed to get for so long but because Britney Spears is never allowed to have a day that is drama free and lovely. Her fucking ex-husband, Jason Alexander, who she was married to for like 48 hours. I yeah, remember before. when that happened. That was like, what, 0304? Yeah. It was promptly annulled. They're childhood friends, I guess. Uh, and the thing is, the wedding was at her house. So when it's like, oh, he crashed her wedding, he broke into her home on oh. Instagram Live. Oh, my God. And oh, it was on Instagram Live? Yes, he was Instagram Live. I did it. not know that. Yes, fact. he was. And then That's crazy. He, there was like police intervention he had to be escorted out i believe he is getting charged with breaking and entering things of that nature it's just like i mean like chris crocker said leave britney alone leave her alone and it's still to this day not happening i thought it was i believe the only family member that was there from my understanding was her brother brian uh i don't think jamie lynn was there don't think her mom or dad obviously were there but i'm just glad that britney gets to design the life she wants and has married this man who has been very good to her it's always nerve-wracking for me because it's like who how could you trust anyone that that's close that's that close to britney spears but i've decided to trust him because i'm an optimist i'm going to be optimistic today and say that he has good intentions with our girl uh, but they seem very happy and in love, and that is a great thing. Yes, she's happy. She's having a great time. She is free. Yes, and, and you know, now she's going to be expanding that family. Hopefully, I very know. soon, very soon. Um, so, and other news that happened this past week that has a good side and bad side to it. I don't know why all the news articles have that. Rebel Wilson has uh, gone Instagram official with her girlfriend. She called her a Disney princess. Her very hot girlfriend. Very hot girlfriend. Rebel. Rebel was just with her girlfriend. It's like happy Pride Month. You never know what celebrities are going to come out. It's so exciting and so wonderful when you think this is all happening. When you first hear the story, it warms your heart. Of course, the whole first day, I was like, yes, you go, girl. I know, you go, girl. This is lovely yes, for you. Yes, get your princess. Yes, and then it comes out several days later that the Sydney Morning Herald admitted in an open uh, in an opinion piece by Andrew Hornery that with an abundance of caution and respect they gave Rebel Wilson two days to comment on a new relationship before publishing the story how do you have respect how are you respectfully outing someone please someone tell me that's insane it's what a violation. It's like we're still doing this in 2022. Like I feel like half the reason people hate Perez Hilton to this day because he used to do this. He did this to Lance Bass like back in 2009-ish. Yeah. So the fact that this is still happening in 2022, it's like is Australia's press as bad as the UK press? Like these people are like – I feel like someone must have such – a fucking thing against Rebel Wilson because it's like that whole age thing that came out that she was lying about her age for however many years and then this it's just like like again I have no strong feelings for her against Rebel Wilson but like she can can't she not live her damn life like my god yeah but, you know it's it's horrible the way it like all shook down how she was sort of like strong armed into coming out she obviously should have come out on her own terms when she wanted to come right. out right and but you know I'm I'm glad that she. Once she, if she was given an ultimatum, she she got to do it on her own terms, as opposed to just being like, "No, I'm not going to do it," and having the newspaper do it for her. Uh, right? You know, I'm glad that um, she did decide to do it on her own and took the you know narrative into her own hands. But it yes. also is funny because this opinion piece is pretty much written as like, "Ah, oh, we're pissed she scooped us." I know. And it's like guys, it's like that's embarrassing. You could not be more on the wrong side of history here, and like you need to you need to chill the fuck out. Yeah. 
So that happened. Congratulations to Rebel and her very hot girlfriend. Uh, love Everyone's that. getting married and joining together with hot people. I know. Well, except Kelly Clarkson. <laughs> it was just a bad transition. What I love transition. Kelly. But she dropped that Kelly Oki EP, which obviously had Happier Than Ever, which again, I can't stop saying good things about. Uh, the EP features uh, Blue Bayou by Linda Ronstadt, Call Out My Name, The Weeknd, Fake Plastic Trees by Radiohead, and Trampoline by Shade. Uh, and I must say, Trampoline is excellent. Fake plastic trees is so fucking incredible. What is that song? It is a Radiohead song that I was not super familiar with, but it her performance of it is unbelievable. The vote. I honestly think this might be the best she's ever sounded on record. I think the fact that she sings so often on that show has like made her voice in like pristine condition. Oh, those vocals are going to be so good on that divorce album. (sighs) You know, that's all I want is that divorce album. But until then, I'll be listening to Happier Than Ever and Fake Plastic Trees and Trampoline and all the whole EP, I, uh, I guess. But those three specifically are standouts for me. I implore you all to listen to that Fake Plastic Trees cover because again, she's our these are American Idol for a reason. It's nice to know that America at some point made a good choice. It's a beautiful thing. Sometimes the system works. Guys. And wait, and speaking of that fucking um, bipartisan gun control bill is supposedly actually happening. Yes, with they 10 got, Republicans. They got ten were Republicans. On board. <sighs> if this time next week, that's like something that's real. Just imagine, like, just the fact that we would have done something after weeks and weeks of this fun pop culture podcast being about fucking mass shootings, we'd have some progress forward. And it's like, are we grasping at straws? Are we like feeding on scraps? Sure, but those scraps are something. Progress is progress. Lives will be saved from those scraps. Yes. So it's all good news. Yes, all great news. Yes. Oh, and also, sorry, someone mentioned that Kelly does a cover of Queen of the Night by Whitney Houston. People really love that. I was about to be like Mozart. Uh, no, not by Mozart. But I must say, I'm not a Queen of the Night by Whitney Houston fan. Oh, no, why not? I, why is that, though? we are the Queen of the Night. Queen of the Night. Oh, yeah. And okay. I just, it's one of those songs that I feel like wants to be up-tempo so bad. Okay. And it just, like, wants to be fun. And to me, it lands like a thud and is joyless. But... And it's also hard because every other song on the Bodyguard soundtrack is like the best of her catalog. So okay. it just sticks out to me. But anyways, Kelly does a nice job of it. Still not a song for me. So that's, that would be on our YouTube video of like of uh, bads, the one bad song on a great album. Absolutely. Which like, I think we had that idea once and we never think, did it. Yes. and Because a lot of excellent ha- albums have that have one that bad song. One. It's like a thriller has... The girl, girl is mine. The, the girl, dong girl, is, God, the dong girl, girl is mine. Girl is mine. Uh, did you see that Julia Garner has been offered the role of Madonna? I saw that. Yes. I Every- was very much anticipating a Florence Pugh moment just because Florence Pugh is having a moment, yeah, such in- a moment cinematically for in movies and everything. And Julia Garner obviously is a very successful actress. She, yeah. I believe she won an, an Emmy for Ozark. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, and so she's doing very well on TV and everything. But I was kind of like, oh, but f- as far as movies go, Florence Pugh is like right. the girl. But right. like Julia Garner looks so much like Madonna. She looks like, so it's much like her and so I feel like of like television actresses who I've not seen perform I've heard more about like how skillful she is and like how much of a talent she is so I'm sure she's still gonna do an excellent job of it I can't I'm wait for that excited for this movie I just because with Madonna at the helm that's the problem you just that's know, the part I'm not excited you about you just know choices will be made there will be choices and so no matter what you're gonna sit your butt in that movie theater and go huh it'll be an experience <laughs> it'll but, be an experience yes um 
Did you see that Brit? Or Brittany? Uh, did you see that Jennifer Lopez said in her homecoming uh, special that she did not like the idea of sharing the stage with Shakira and said that it was quote the worst idea in the world. Uh, and apparently their interactions in that homecoming documentary are frosty, at least from Jennifer's end. It's so interesting that like she's using this documentary, which I'm assuming is she like producing this like for it's on her? Netflix. Like, like I'm, I'm assuming she's like behind. Like I want to put this. Oh documentary yes, she's out. definitely. Like you're not coming across great I mean, by like admitting this right. sort of thing. Like especially when Shakira was fucking great. Oh, she was excellent. And also, and, she's like a- so were you, J Lo. Sure, but, like you were both great together, and like. But That's why it was so good. And Shakira you internationally as a musician, I believe, has a longer history. Like she was kind of she, Brazil's answer to Alanis Morissette at a time before mm. like Bams Don't Live at all. Before um, more like uh, when, whenever, wherever. But like let's not undermine Shakira's contributions to pop music and popular culture and that halftime uh, performance because she was excellent. That performance and was great. I, I, someone reminded me and put up the like headers that they both had on their Facebook pages prior to the halftime show. Shakira's was a picture of Shakira and a picture of JLo. JLo's was a, that same picture of JLo and then a close up of that picture of JLo. So she was just pretending Shakira was not a part of it. That's so weird. It's, weird. it's so weird that she, does she still think it was the worst idea ever? I mean, or did she at the time think it was the worst idea? It ever? doesn't seem like in the documentary that she like turns around. Um, so girl, turn it around. It was great. Like it was great. <laughs> All right. Oh, excuse me. Uh, she's Colombian. Not I said Brazil. I meant Colombia. I apologize to all Shakira fans out there. Um, and then just in ba- and more bad news for me, <laughs> Brett Goldstein, the hot writer and star of Ted Lasso, has said that uh, the series is ending with season three. So literally every show I love has to end with Max season three. Fuck all of it. I know Matt Steele before this started was like, I literally don't care. You must get over it. And you know what? I will not. I'm upset. I would like shows that last longer. I can't keep making the same monologue every week. But friends taught me. All right. Friends taught me that shows last for 10 years. And this is not it. But what if like season four was destined to be bad? I don't care. And you would have gotten a bad season. It would four. have good With moments. Season three. They're probably like, you know what? We're going to end it on a high baby. Everyone wants to end on a high. Because it's three great seasons. We're going to end it on a high. My thought is never end. <laughs> That's like a lot of Broadway fans were very upset because uh, Dear Evan Hansen announced it was closing mm. in the fall and Come From Away also announced that it was closing in the fall. Yeah. And so all the Broadway fans were just like, no, I'm so upset. And it's like, guys, it's they've been, both been on Broadway for like <laughs> six years now, almost like five years, six years. Right. Like, that's a great, That's a great fucking run. run for a Broadway show, especially about two shows that um weren't like name draws. Right. Like no one knew what they were about when well, they came to Broadway. Like three years on streaming services that have eight episodes a season is not the same. It's a short. Oh, it's there's sh- only eight episodes a season. At least for like a Love Victor. I don't know Ted Lasso. Maybe there are more, but it's like eight to ten. Oh, that's that, how that's, long streaming seasons oh, are. That's not a lot. <laughs> okay, then I am sorry. Thank you. <laughs> that is what I want. I just need someone to be a little sorry for what okay. I'm going. And through. I guess it is different from like a Broadway show closing because a good thing about a broad like a, a, a silver lining to a Broadway show closing is now the show can be performed regionally. It can be performed yes. in high schools and stuff like that. Yes. Whereas when it's on Broadway, it can't really. Right. Um, and so it allows the show to live on Absolutely. in the realm of the theater sphere around the world. So that's always like the nice thing about a, a Broadway show closing. If there has to be a nice thing, you know, but TV shows, I get it. It is a little harder. Could high schools do dear Evan Hansen or do you think it's too dark? 
I've not seen the show actually. It's not too. It's dark. not too dark. Okay, get it, out of here. it deals with no. dark themes. Oh no, get out okay. of here. Well, it's I'm not- excited to see a school do come from away. Oh, that's a great show to do at a school because, the, like, is that the one that's on Apple TV Plus that's on that you Apple like? TV Plus that okay. you have to watch because it is the most wonderful thing. Okay. I, I'm telling you, and there are so many characters, and there's only like 11, 12, maybe like 13 actors in the stage show, and uh-huh. they're all like playing all these different characters, like putting on different hats and vests and everything. That's cool. But for a school, if you have like a big ensemble like you can have each kid play each individual role and everything yeah. so I feel like it would be a good show to do at schools alright yeah I mean that's me uh, pitching to high schools <laughs> to do hopefully the there's a high school you know music teacher or drama teacher out there who's like you know what Matt Steele's right Matt Steele is we're right we're gonna do it um, so wait, is there any other news for idiots you'd like to share with the people? Baby, I don't think so. It is Tony Sunday. It is a week before the day of my birth. Oh. And so there's just a lot going on in my heart and there's in my lot. head. And it's also later than we usually record this. It's true. So we're a little tired. We'll take a quick but, break and then we'll be back with more 2 Game Mats, the podcast. We're back, ladies and gents. We are back. It's true. Get ready. You're all, I know you're all excited. I knew you didn't expect us to come back. I know. It's a big surprise. What if we just like didn't one day? That'd like be, during the break that'd be weird just didn't show up that'd be the end of the podcast it's just the first half and then nothing and then nothing and then it would be like a documentary like where did the two gay mats disappear <laughs> the Cathy's were were crying on the I pier know. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> it would happen on the pier yes it's true uh, so we are on to email my heart this is the section of the podcast where we answer any questions that you guys might have you can be a part of email my heart if you email us at two gay mats at gmail.com two is spelled t-w-o so first question comes to us from tyler his subject line is cool for the summer mm. hey Matt, what time is it summertime it's our <laughs> vacation uh, great reference, Tyler. High School uh, Musical 2? High School Musical 2, baby. All right. I enjoy listening to your podcast and music at all times of the year, but let's face it, there's something special about summer pop. You're not wrong. With summer officially starting soon, I wanted to get your thoughts on the song of the summer. First, let's do something I'm calling The Last Five Years. <laughs> A true Kathy right yes. there. Yes. Nothing to do with the musical. Sorry, Steel. But everything <laughs> to do with Billboard's Songs of the Summer since 2017. How would you each rank? How would each of you rank these songs? Ooh, this is a great game. Sorry. 2017, Despacito by Louis Fonsi, Daddy Yankee, and Justin Bieber. Okay. 2018, In My Feelings by Drake. Mm. 2019, Old Town Road by Lil Nas X and Billy Ray Cyrus. Mm. 2020, Rockstar by DaBaby, Thermometer in the mouth emoji face and Roddy Rich. <laughs> uh-huh. 2021 Butter by BTS. This is a two part. We'll answer this now and then we'll get to the second part. Um, let me see the list again. Uh, I would say number one for me In My Feelings by Drake. Number two Old Town Road. Number three Butter. Number four Despacito. And number five Rockstar. I would switch Butter and Despacito. Okay. I, I like... So many BTS songs, but Butter, I've always been like, nah. Butter is, I think, my favorite of their singles. Oh, I like really? it better than the um, d- Can't Keep Me From Dancing or something about dancing. But I'm like, this is garbage, mama. Like, I don't know what this is. <laughs> I've never heard Rockstar. Okay. So I can't, I can't give any opinions about that. In My Feelings is... Great song. Great. That's like, I'm not, it's <laughs> like, not that's nice great. for what level Drake, which is like my favorite Drake song. I fucking love that song, but it's up oh, there. nice for what is better than oh, nice yeah. for what nice is so yeah. good. Yeah. Um, so yeah, our rankings are somewhat similar. Yes. I remember when, uh, you were you didn't say that Despacito wouldn't be a hit, but I was like, Despacito is going to be a bigger hit than I'm the one, which was a song that came out at the same time. Which I'm the one. I'm the one. Yeah. I'm the, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Who's exactly. it by? By Justin Bieber and, um, Oh God! Was it uh, DJ Khaled? Was it DJ Khaled? Oh, um, I did like that a, song. A bunch of people, and I was like, "Despacito is going to be a bigger well, hit." And you were like, right. I don't think so. And let everyone know, let the record show in 2017, Matt Steele was right. Hey, but I was right about Chandelier. 
You were right about I was, Chandelier. I came yes. in and I was like, guys, Chandelier. And I listened to Chandelier once and I was like, it's nice and everything. Like, no. And then the next day I was like, oh, wait, this <laughs> yes. is like one of the best songs yes. ever. Yes. Um, so there's a part two of this question. Mm-hmm. Now for your predictions. What do you think? And also, I just want to say it's very de- like homophobic that all of the I, past five songs of the summer have been men. We can't talk about it. And like it. groups of men, multiple men. I mean, one is a gay man, so that's great. <laughs> that's true. That's but true. Like, he wasn't out at the time. He wasn't yes. out at the time, but like... We need a girl in here. Maybe it'll be a girl this year, which is what this question is. Right. And now for your predictions, what do you think has the potential to be the top song of the summer 2022? If you need some ideas, send us a click of uh, Billboard Songs of the Summer chart. I'm surprised by how many songs seem to be carryovers from last year. And I'm hoping more new releases will be giving us moments for the next few months. Thanks again for your weekly entertainment. Your reactions and podcasts are a bright spot. I can count on every week. Let's go, Wildcats. Summertime (laughs) is finally here. Up top. Tyler, I love you. I know. He's a man of your heart. Um, I would say the two biggest possible song of the summers for me as far as songs that... Because usually if it's going to be song of the summer, it, it's it's out already. Like, it's not like a new song is yeah, going to take the it's title. It's not going to pop up in July. I think it's probably between About Damn Time by Lizzo, okay. which TikTok trend made it really big. I think it's just going to get bigger. It's very feel good, very disco inspired. Like, people love it. Um, and I hate to tell you, Matt Steele... As it was by Harry Styles. How nice. <laughs> I'm happy for him. I feel like people are really drawn to that song. Again, to the TikTok of it all, the bridge of that song. It's, I see on TikToks all the time, I think. I mean, but also that song, that Kate Bush song, that's from <laughs> that 1985 or whatever, Running be, Up That Hill. It would be so funny if it's that gonna, was It's going to be on the list of possibles. Guys, Absolutely. Guys, if we can't make this hell by Rena Sawayama the song of the summer. Which we would love. Which we would love. The video comes out next week. Get ready. All right, guys. Watch that fucking, fucking video. Yes. Please make it the song of the summer. Yes. But it would be so funny if that Kate Bush song, if that old ass Kate Bush song. <laughs> I mean, it's number eight already. Freaking through with a walker. <laughs> being like, hello, remember me? I know. A song that's a little older than us. <laughs> Which, Which is, is not a lot of songs. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty old, guys. It's pretty old. Yeah, but um, still looks great. And like that song still sounds great. What are your, what are your picks? Um, this ha- Same. I mean, I don't know. Oh, this, this ha- sound. I, I don't You're know. You're not doing like billboard wise. Uh, the thing is, I I don't know sort of like what's out there yeah. at the moment. Yeah. Um, I would love for it to be this hell. But yeah. like, I, I mean, I guess as it was, it yeah. makes the most logical sense yeah. for me just because it's already up there yeah. and I don't really see anything sort of like knocking it down. Mm. But I do think that Kate Bush idea is really fun. It's really, I mean, we're going to be hearing it all summer. If, and if it's not the number one song of the summer, I believe it will be in the top 10 of the list. Okay. It's going to be around. Okay. All right. All right. So next question comes from William. Hi, William. Uh, Will or Will? Sorry. Oh, hi, Will. Like Will Parker from Oklahoma. Like I played junior year of high school. Anyway, um, <laughs> it's the day of the Tonys. I all have right, to right. reference. Um, <laughs> Uh, email my heart gatekeeping older adults hi Matts. I'm a longtime watcher of your channel and first time writer I really love your videos although sometimes they make me a little sad because I wish I had a friend who was really connected with about music film and television the way you two do oh well you have us you have us yes. chat with us write us some emails um, you may have recently seen that the song running up that hill with oh. a deal with God by Kate Bush was heavily featured on the new season of stranger things and has experienced a huge resurgence in popularity as a result this past week, it charted at number eight on Billboard, her first top 10 single in the U.S., and 
also went number one on iTunes. I was really thrilled to see this happen because Kate is one of my favorite artists of all time, Mm -hmm. and it's good to see a new generation of music fans enjoying her work. It's also just really cool that a song released 37 years ago could experience this level of comeback. However, I've noticed many music websites writing about older fans gatekeeping Kate music. Running Up That Hill is definitely one of her more accessible songs and has already been featured on big shows like Pose and Bones as a cover, Mm. but a lot of the other music tends to be more experimental and more on the art side of art pop. Great album. She (laughs) has songs where she hee-haws like a donkey and sings about having (laughs) sex with a snowman. Of course. Who doesn't? I guess some people think the new fans aren't real fans, in quotes, because they only heard about her from a Netflix show and presumably only know this one poppy song as opposed to engaging with her more experimental material. Personally, I think that kind of mindset is really silly. If a smaller artist you like gets recognition for their music, who cares how it came to be and whether or not people are listening to their 12-minute Tibetan bowl song? (laughs) I wish people would leave that. I liked this artist before they were cool mentality in the 2010s. Anyway, sorry uh, for this preamble. My questions are, how do you feel about this kind of musical gatekeeping? Do you think it's real or just exaggerating millennial animosity toward Gen Z? Do you think a person needs to know some threshold of music by an artist to be able to call themselves a fan? If you could pick one older song by a similar artist you love to suddenly go viral because of Netflix, TikTok, etc., what would you pick and why? Oh, that's a great question. Yeah. Um, um, I mean, I'm with you, Will. Like, this type of attitude is kind of just like, guys, like, who cares? Exactly. Like, <laughs> it, like, your girl is getting streams. Right. And it'll, maybe it won't cause all of these people who are like, oh, I really love this song to listen to her entire discography. Or maybe it will. And then they'll be like, I don't really like it. But maybe they will. It'll at least cause some people to be like, let me listen to the rest. And they'll really like it and totally. they'll maybe be inspired by it. Totally. Maybe create some of their own sex with snowmen songs. <laughs> you know? So, so I, I think like, even though there will be some people who are just like, I just like this song. Um, there will be so many other people who will discover new things right. from it. So I think this is a good thing all around. And yes, and I feel like, just FYI to you, this is not a specific to millennial Gen Z thing. I think this is something <laughs> that every generation has felt about the music. You feel some sort of ownership because you're like, you don't get it. I live through this song. And like, I'm guilty of it myself, even though like I logically know that it doesn't make any sense and like this is helpful to the artists I love. But like, do I get annoyed when I see young people talk about about Mariah like she's just that Christmas girl like yes <laughs> like do I get annoyed when people are like oh big energy like that's like Mariah has nothing to do with that yes because it's like no she does and like this is why and let's not erase that but at the end of the day like am I mad that all I want for Christmas is you goes to number one every Christmas time absolutely no. not yeah. like it just is I feel like it's kind of just uh, an ownership thing like oh this artist belongs to me you're not a real fan because you don't know like all 16 of her studio albums and it's like well that's true but like it's also like don't you want more people to hear her music like don't you want more people to learn about Kate Bush like it's only going to be a helpful thing you should want to share the music you love with other people and so I don't know it's it's seems like you're working against yourself and like shouldn't this get you excited to like think like oh if they're already interested in this like this is my opportunity to teach the children <laughs> oh, wow. this is my opportunity to be like oh well if you'd like this you should listen to this let me yes. make you a whole playlist yes. of this let me like explain the context of where the world was when this album came out yes. and why this song was so impactful at the time and everything I mean it's the same thing with me and musicals or me and like I mean nothing thrills me more than like when one of my little coworkers who's like 19 and like I mentioned uh, Beatrice Strait in Network 
being the shortest uh, Academy Award uh, winning role uh-huh. um and they're just like oh in what and i'm like in the movie network let me show you the clip that she won for because it's only one scene that she's in in the movie and everything and they like sit there and watch it and they're like whoa and i'm like oh these kids will be fine these kids are learning they're interested you got to get them hooked somehow and if getting them hooked means like they're checking out that episode of stranger things and they're excited by this song get them hooked that way totally once they're hooked you can reel them in and then uh Morph them and mold them into the wonderful future that we hope to have. So, if you if there was a song by an earlier artist or maybe a musical that you would want to come back in like a Stranger Things esque way, any songs coming to mind? Girl, any? all my favorite things are old as fuck. <laughs> like, <laughs> hey, but the trolley song went viral on TikTok last year, so old as fuck things well, that, it that, can happen. The trolley song did not come back. The trolley song never left. Okay. <laughs> don't know that that's true but yes see like the mentality of like a song leaving and then coming back is like so weird to me because like in my opinion these songs have never left like right. the trolley song has never left you've been with the trolley song i've been with the trolley song for the a whole while life yes. like, it's in my shower every morning <laughs> when i wash my hair like i yeah it's like like older i'm used to older things being in my life constantly mm. so like the idea of like a song coming back is not uh, it's a little foreign to me mm. in the way that we're describing it now. I have a few dream scenarios. <laughs> okay. Because I, most of them involve songs that weren't actually giant hits at the time. I mean, the artists I like are big pop music artists. So like they were big, but like maybe because I was just listening to the 20th anniversary of let go. If anyone wants to throw anything but ordinary into some Netflix series mm. and make it a giant hit because and like maybe she could redo it with Olivia Rodrigo. Like, I don't know. That song was a hit the day it was released. It was a hit 10 years later and it's a hit today. That song is excellent. L.A. Reid wanted her to name her album that and she wouldn't. It's just so fucking good and it deserved more. I also have dreams of a song from Music Box. Uh, I've been thinking about you getting remixed in like a very um, remember when Kygo did that remix of uh, Higher Love by Whitney Houston yes I want Kygo to remix I've been thinking about you make it a big hit that's like oh a new Mariah song and it's like no it's not new but you just didn't hear it baby that remix it yourself I mean I, I'm busy remix <laughs> it yourself you saw, do it like Ariana DeBose did at the Tonys when she remixed all those show tunes <laughs> together like yeah. what was it it was like what song was playing underneath like wicked like orchestrations like it was it was just like oh this is it was a choice it was definitely a choice um um, I also Alanis Morissette's "That I Would Be Good" is a song that always deserved more, and I feel like it get, like people cover it, but I still want. It. I feel like it would be great as a part of like one of like a, a song in a scene of a movie or a Netflix show or something. And you know, as much as like we love the Uninvited, we love you all to know that I would be good is as good as any of those songs, and I just want the world to know it. So I have a few. I have a few like dream scenarios. This to me, that's the thing is like the Kate, the thing that's happening with Kate Bush right now is like a dream. For me, because it's like yeah. artists that I loved back in my day getting that kind of resurgence and respect that they... Something you'll like. Uh, Jeff in our chat live chat says, a Samantha Mumba revival hey, is needed. And I they, knew you like her. Baby, come on over tonight. <laughs> Excellent piece of music. So, yes, there I have many dreams of this kind yeah, of thing Yeah, I can happening. tell these are things that you've thought about. Oh, my God. Beyond. Like, when, when my mind is at rest, this is what I think about. <laughs> I, want, I want one of these things for you. I think it could happen. And I think you can remix it yourself. Hey, but remember when I dreamed up Mariah jumping on the big energy, and she did? I was like, I want her to do it. I want Because it's like, it makes sense, and it happens. So... You got to dream things into life sometimes. Got to dream into life. We're putting this out there in the universe. Yes, we're manifesting, darling. Avril, Olivia, if you are listening. Come on. Do anything but ordinary together. We need it. The world needs it. 
So, Matt Steele. Yes. What has been giving you moments, darling? Okay, this is ridiculous. Okay, let's hear it. Do you remember last week how I was like, oh my God, like for a year and a half, I've been making phone calls because my third stimulus was stolen. Yes, I do remember. <laughs> and jumping through hoops, having to deal with the IRS, then having to deal with the bank and everything. I do. I do. Guys. <laughs> I... I talked to a supervisor and he mm. was like, give me 24 hours. Oh. And because for some, I don't know why any of this was not settled. I am so sorry. Oh, and I, I love was, him. And I was like, sir, okay. And then he called 24 hours later and left me a voicemail being like, give me another 24 hours. And so I was like, okay. So I, <laughs> I gave another 36 hours. <laughs> and I called it when I had, I couldn't call the next day because I had work. Yeah. Um, but then I called and it was late in the day. Mm. And I was just expecting bad news. I was like, I've spent hours and hours and hours and a year and a half dealing with this stolen stimulus card that was stolen from me. And I was totally expecting them to be, and I gave them so much evidence. I gave them pictures of my bank account. being like (laughs) Nothing was deposited into my bank account. Look at this, look at this. Right. And I was just, but I was just expecting it to not go my way. So I finally get a hold of someone. Yes. Like, Hello. We go through the whole rigmarole of validating me, answering mm. the security questions, everything. I'm basically a professional at it now. And then I go on another hold and the gentleman, Daniel, comes back and he goes, Mr. Steele, I might have good news for you. <laughs> And when I tell you, I was exhausted, but I perked up so fucking I, I was you like, did. wait, what? And he was like, I might have good news for you. I just need to check one more thing and I'll be with you. He leaves and I'm Daniel. just sitting there in silence, just like, oh my God, is it really fucking happening? And Daniel comes back and he's like, Mr. Steele, <laughs> a new check has been reissued to oh. you on June 8th and it is coming your way. Wow. And he was like, congratulations, because I am seeing that you have called so many times throughout <laughs> such a long period of time. Wow. And I know you've been dealing with this longer than like even you since you've been calling and everything and just like no one has been giving you any answers. And I'm just so happy for you. And I was like, <laughs> Daniel, if I could reach through the phone and hug you, I oh absolutely would. I am so happy to get this stimulus and just pay off my credit card because I bought a new computer last month. Yes. But whatever. It's going to feel so fucking good. Between this and the couch? Oh, my God. This it's is all a, happening. This year is about patience. It's about the fact that things will come to you and Baby. to not give up. Baby, <laughs> when I tell you the lesson to be learned is never ever ever give up because they would tell me on the phone occasionally just like yeah the dispute they're sticking with their dispute and I'm like I don't believe you I don't believe and <laughs> right. their, their answer was like a little wishy-washy and I was like I'm gonna call keep calling back I kept calling back for a fucking year and a half people that and, is wild and just expecting the worst but always being like but no until I hear an official answer I will not give up and as Michael R. Jackson said when he won that Tony award he was like, I started writing this musical when I was 23 Woo! and he's like, and I'm now 40, whatever. And like, I can't believe this has happened. And just, and he also said something wonderful that I forgot to talk about, about how always remember to settle for nothing less than your best yes. and to not ever settle for anything less than best quality and to always think about quality no matter what you do. A fantastic speech. Brilliant. I'm thrilled for him, but also I'm thrilled for me. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like this is my Michael R. Jackson moment where, you know, he gets a Tony and I get a little stimulus money. I love that this is like believe in yourself moment of the podcast. Like this is our can't take that away. Is like, like for real. 
It's like believe in yourself and be a relentless Karen yes. when you need to be. <laughs> yes, you can, can be Karen for good. The thing a is, Karen like, for good. I always, whenever I got on that phone, I was always like, I am going to yell at somebody. But then whenever I would get to the moment, I would be like, I was like, I will be patient. Yeah. And I, I was patient and I was nice because I knew that the people I was talking to, it yeah. wasn't their fault. Yeah. They were just, you know, customer service reps and everything. And so I was like, no, you know what? I'm not going to be angry. I'm no. just going to say this is how it is. I'm very frustrated, especially that one day I was on hold for nine hours. I can't believe you did that. Mm, neither can I. <laughs> but I mean, what else am I doing with this life? You know, but just waiting for random money. Um, but it's it was just so wonderful. Congratulations. I, I feel like I worked a job. Like I worked I mean, for this. And you got paid for it. Money you did. I got you really paid did. for it. And so uh, I, I'm just I'm just so happy. I'm happy for you. Thank you ever so much of course thank you thank you thank you of course Matt Palmer what has been giving you moments well I must say I finally you know after last weekend in Palm Springs we had a plan to watch the Hulu film Fire Island starring Joel Kim Booster and Bowen Yang we didn't get around to it I finally got around to it and it is fun it's great it is so much fun it is so great to see like a movie about gay people that are adults that is like funded <laughs> that, are adults. that are adults and is funded by like a real studio like Searchlight Pictures put money behind it all of the performers I believe in it were actually queer which is exciting goes back to our letter we had the other week I thought the performances were all very good especially Bo and Yang's I mm. thought he did a great job especially in those more emotional moments because again we're thinking of him as like an iceberg on SNL but he really has <laughs> he has the range to do more than just an iceberg and I just was so excited for them the whole cast I really would love more sequels I want them to go to different gay destinations and have gay old times it, and it was like it felt true to life and real mm. like the perspectives were like gay people that were recognizable to me and um, I don't know I just it, it warmed my heart to see it and I am you know glad that it was the first gay piece of media I have consumed for pride <laughs> and there will be more there will be well, uh, we, the love victors we know there will be more hurricane are coming. Her- oh, I was like, what's Hurricane? It's like, oh, that Jesus song God. you wrote. <laughs> um, but there will be more, and I'm excited for it. But just like, bravo to Joel Kim Booster and all of the people that were involved in that. Mm-hmm. Excellent, excellent, excellent. And I must say, and this isn't like, giving you moments, it's more, I'd like to speak directly to Beyonce, who I know is listening. <laughs> Beyonce, I love you. We all love you so very much. And that day in 2013 was exciting for everybody. Like, we didn't know what hit us. I was in the next room. Matt Steele came in with a camera. We, I was freaking out. It's all on video. And it was an exciting, fun surprise. We, I and I think I speak for many of us who were there that day. We're nine years older now. <laughs> Our little... Aging hearts cannot take like the stress and like the it just feels like there's a, a fucking weight hanging over my head. My bones are being like, crushed into if the earth. This, by this album was released while we were doing this podcast. Outside of the people chatting us, there's no way we'd know. We'd check our phones. It would be out, and it would be a literal frenzy. It would be a panic attack. And oh I, God. I would like. A heads up. I just want at least a week in advance. With Lemonade, I believe on a Sunday there was a commercial. Yes. We didn't know what it was, but we knew Ooh, Beyonce. There wasn't was a heads up with formation. Oh, there wasn't. There I wasn't. want something. And like I I just think we are now adults. And like I love that you <laughs> Not really, all of us are adults. Some of us are still twenty two with a lot of energy winning Tony Awards. You're twenty two and winning Tony Awards. You don't know what it was like when that album came out. Oh, he and was what, twelve. I know. Like 13, oh. And he doesn't know. He doesn't know. You know, like sure you're in junior high. I was like, oh Beyonce, but like it's not like it was for us. But for those of us who were there, 
we need a heads up. We need a schedule. I would just like you to put, even if it's a week in advance, just so I can block the time out. Because, yes. like, how are we supposed to do anything now? And if you haven't heard, Beyonce's taken her profile pictures off of all her social media. But, like, how are we supposed to just live our lives in peace until this album, whatever it may be, is released? I don't foresee that we will be able to. You know? The thing is, like, it's also very hard for the two gay mats specifically because we yes. don't live together. We together. don't. We can't just, like, knock on his door no. and be like, all right, get the camera. We're recording a video now. I know. Like, uh, and, you and know, so, Beyonce's you, releases have, should be all about us. Yes. That's what we're saying. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> but it's it's kind of like, do I need to, like, start, like, move in with you for the I next mean, couple months? It might be the easiest way to I do have, this. I have a new stimulus. I can give you some rent money. <laughs> hey, and we have that bonus room back there. We have a guest room for you. But I just... The expectation that we are supposed to continue on with life as if it is normal when we know something is literally about to drop is unfair. (laughs) It just doesn't feel like something I can do. You know, I'm not built that way. You're going to have to fucking do it, though. I'm so sorry. You're going to have to fucking do it. I don't know if I am. (laughs) I don't know if I am going to do it. So, Beyonce, just give us us a date. Just say, say, like... Be by your computers Thursday at nine, like something like, yes, like that. We and will be, like, be. Yes, we will be. I will call out of work that like that yes. one time when everything is love dropped. Yes, and I called my work and I was like, I will be an hour and a half late. Beyonce released something. Beyonce released, and my employers were just like, okay, I get it. We get it. <laughs> we completely, completely get it. I love it. Yes. So. That's all I request. And the thing is, this time next week, are we going to be podcasting about the new Beyonce album? Who knows? Who fucking I, knows? Like, maybe it was just like a glitch and her assistant. It's not a glitch. <laughs> it's Beyonce. It's not a glitch. Whatever it is, I'm downloading I'm this downloading damn glitch. I'm downloading that damn glitch. To quote Matt Palmer <laughs> on December 13th, 2013. Check out the video if you haven't watched what it. What if it happens on your birthday? On oh June 18th. Oh my God. I was, I was telling Matt Palmer I, and the Discord uh, friends that I would love it if it happened on my birthday because then I wouldn't have to worry about like planning something for my birthday. <laughs> Like, because that's like the biggest stress inducing thing right. ever is to like plan. I like planning I birthday hate planning stuff. things for my birthday. I'm like, guys, just come over. We'll watch a movie, which is what I kind of plan on doing this I, year. I'm looking um, forward to it. Yeah. And I mean, what are we going to do about the podcast? <laughs> uh, we might be recording on Saturday because Matt Steele's birthday is on Sunday and he okay. shouldn't have to work on us. I mean, you know? maybe like we can record the podcast like a Sunday day moment. Oh, okay. I could do that. Well, we'll I mean, talk off. We'll mic. figure it out. <laughs> we'll talk off, Mike. But whatever you want to do. I'm whatever kinda, it I'm is. down for. We have to go. We, I have to work around Matt Steele's birthday. And now also Beyonce. Now Beyonce. Like that's a lot. It, it's B seven, right? B eight. I think seven. I mean, if we're ca- it depends on are we counting Lion King the gift? No, because no. there that was like a, a special thing, right? So maybe it's seven. Well, featured artist. I think it might be seven then. So everyone's just like stay aware, keep refreshing your Twitter. We'll see what happens, and if you find out, just alert us. Yeah. So we can get some direct knowledge that it's happened. So I can drive up. I can pack about my toothbrush exactly and, and just and be here. Pack my toothbrush and my hair stuff so I look good for because I I won't be caught like I was with formation where I, I was in the shower. You were and I you was were. shirtless. You were in that video. You were check it out if you want to see that. <laughs> Jesus, check it out if you want to see those goods, ladies and gentlemen. All right. Well, it seems like it's time to wrap it up. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you guys so much for listening. Do you have anything else to tell the people? I don't know. I love you all. Thank you so much to all of our live chatters on yes. YouTube Live. Thank you to Daniel, the wonderful customer service rep. This is for Daniel. Show. And the sad thing was, Daniel was like, um, "Oh, there's going to be a survey at the end of this phone mm. call." Um, and so I was like, "Oh, girl, I'm giving you all fives. Don't you worry." And then you know, sometimes they tell you that. And then they hang up and it gets disconnected. Oh. And you don't get to take the survey. I didn't get to take the survey. You didn't want to call Daniel. back and wait nine hours to see if you got it again? No. no. I, well, because I didn't know if I would get Daniel. But Daniel, five stars all yes, around. Five stars for Daniel. Give him a raise. Thank you guys so much for listening and watching. We'll be back next week with more Two Game Mats. The Bye, podcast. Guys. Happy Tony Day. Yes, happy Tony Day. Happy birthday, Kevin. Sure. <laughs>